0: I get buckets.
1: Welcome to Blue Wire Buckets, bringing you the best perspectives and analysis from across the Blue Wire Network. I'm Justin Rowan from the Chase Down Podcast, and with me today is Mason Ginsberg from In The Know. Mason, how's it going, buddy?
0: Uh, pretty, pretty good. Uh, first legitimately good weather day of, the, uh, of 2019 in Chicago, so it's been a solid Sunday. How about you? <laughs> it's it's been nice here
1: we're we're both in that central time zone uh we're recording this right now as it looks like portland is about to take a 3-1 lead over the oklahoma city thunder effectively ending their season because i mean what type of team would blow a 3-1 lead right mason <laughs>
0: um yeah there have been no jokes about that recently i don't think so it's, <laughs> it's good you finally finally launched one yeah absolutely i mean
1: it's it's been a compelling series and, and to some extent, I kind of feel like we've been a little shortchanged. It's clear that Paul George is just not healthy. Um, for those mm-hmm. listening right now, you might be able to tell that I'm a little bit stuffed up. I got allergies, so if I sound as bad as a Russell Westbrook shot looks, you'll have to forgive me <laughs> a little bit there. Um, but uh-huh. I just I feel like this had the potential to be a much better matchup. Um, not only if OKC was healthier on their their end, but if Portland had Nurkic as well, I I really feel like. This could have been a a really entertaining series and then whoever would come out of this series you would have a more compelling round next round because I I just feel this entire half of the bracket in the Western Conference just kind of feels a little bit irrelevant because these teams are just so flawed compared to Golden State and Houston that are going to be pairing off in the second round.
0: Yeah, and I mean, especially obviously as a as a New Orleans guy, I was I was I was looking at Portland pretty uh with a pretty keen eye because, you know, it's kind of a similar situation as last year. They're a three seed. They're going to a matchup where I, I mean last year it was they were pretty heavily favored. I think most people picked Portland, but I mean there at least there were some questions about how they would match up against New Orleans, and I think that kind of uh carried over to this year as well i mean you saw what kind of drew holiday did in the playoffs last year against damon and, and cj and you look at paul george as a guy who can kind of replicate a lot of that stuff on defense and obviously you have a have russell westbrook and uh and steven adams so uh, I, I really did think this was going to be more of a hard hard fought series but as you said it there are a lot of uh kind of f- other factors that that made this more of a a one-sided series, and I think a lot of us expected.
1: Right, I, I think the only real takeaway from this series is, outside of Steph and Harden, I, I think Dame is kind of establishing himself as that third guard, at least in the Western Conference. Uh, I don't necessarily want to get into the the larger league debate, but um, he's really, really establishing himself and, and having a, a great playoffs. Even uh, tonight where he was struggling a little bit offensively, his shot wasn't really going down. He still, he stays with it. He provides leadership on the floor and has kind of busted out of that slump. So I, I just think, especially as Russ's athleticism continues to kind of fade away and as his game ages, I, I just don't think that that's a game that, that's going to age well. Whereas Dame is someone that just has such a great understanding of what he's doing on the court, what he has to do to get himself and others going. And even though he's had good playoff appearances before, I, I really feel like this is a, a true coming out party for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, with, without a doubt. And I, I, and you speak about Westbrook's athleticism, and and it's it's such a central part of his game. And it's one where you say, like, I mean, it's if that's the main way you kind of gain an edge when you're going through your prime years, you're, you're going to be a dominant. You're one of the best in the league, but then suddenly it's, there's going to be a drop-off. The question is kind of when, I mean, you know, as well as anyone about LeBron and how kind of, I I mean, there's many other facets of his game, obviously, but he's had, he's been able to sustain that peak athleticism for so long. And with Russ, I mean, he's, he's not as big of a player and it's, and when the drop-off comes, it's going to come hard. Whereas a guy like Dame, he's, I, whether you want to talk about the X factors or the fact that he can just, he's one of the best shooters in the league. He's got other components to his game where he's going to maybe stretch out his prime for, for longer than a guy like Russell.
1: no, absolutely. And and you mentioned LeBron there. It, it's funny because a lot of people are pointing at the ratings being down. I think I, I saw that they're down about 30% for the first round this year. And uh, obviously a lot of people are drawing the conclusion that that's tied to LeBron. To me, it, I I have mixed emotions about it because I I look at the actual games in the first round and a lot of them have been really compelling. They've gone down to the wire. Uh, Philly just scraped by Brooklyn and take a three, one lead in their series. Uh, Denver San Antonio has, has been closer than even a lot of the the final scores have indicated. A lot of those games have been competitive throughout Uh, Utah had a much better performance in game three against Houston. Rudy Gilbert really showed out uh, defensively for the first time in the series, but Unfortunately, it wasn't enough, but even though the games themselves have been compelling, the overall result, it's just kind of blah. Like, it, I feel like we're already just waiting for the second round. As I said, I don't think anyone takes the winner of Denver, San Antonio seriously. Uh, we already know it's going to be Milwaukee, uh, Boston or any other conference. It's going to be uh, Toronto and Philly. I, and, and then the the real showdown is Houston Golden State. I, I just feel like we're all kind of looking ahead and have, have you found this first round to be entertaining or has it been a little
0: disappointing? Yeah, and, for you? and I mean, your points are all great in the sense that I think the games individually have been pretty good, but I mean, even before the playoffs started, you look at all these matchups and, it's it's one that there there are a few of them like you mentioned specifically denver san antonio i think a lot of people were really excited about that series who are kind of you know diehard basketball fans but if you look at kind of the more casual fan are there any matchups that are really super enticing to people and i I think that you're going to struggle even like you said with or without lebron james in the playoffs i don't really I, i is that a factor sure but i don't i don't really think it's as big of a factor as as people might make it out to be, I think it's just the fact that you don't have any first round matchups that are super enticing from a team A versus team B perspective. And you know what? I don't really know how different that is from, from prior seasons, you know? And I I think once we get past this first round, you're going to start to see interest uh, tick up a little bit.
2: Hey guys, Greg Mirage, the uh, producer here. The thing that I find really interesting, you guys talking about the LeBron factor is that it was almost a sure bet that you would find the Cavs in the conference finals, come May and at this point there's yeah. why really are you doing this to Justin a man mystery <laughs> well it's not it's not an effort to to you know make Justin feel sad but there's so much of an unproven at this point in regards to the top four in the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. granted you've seen a really productive season from Milwaukee there were huge expectations from Boston Philly, I just don't know where to place them. I think the East is going to be a bloodbath for the second round Mm -hmm. because I think anybody can win it, and right now, the way that Boston is playing, I do not count them out as the favorite to emerge from the East.
1: I, I think that's an interesting point, and I I think what you are describing is something that NBA Twitter and diehard basketball fans, I think we can all appreciate it because there is some uncertainty there. But for the more casual fan, I can kind of see how there's just not the same compelling storylines, because especially in the Eastern Conference, okay, you had LeBron and you're kind of looking to see, can he keep that final streak going? Nobody believes in Toronto, even though it's a different roster. People, they're going to have to prove it before anyone actually buys in. Um, Milwaukee, great team, but uh, I see tons of people doubting them, and it's just not a, a sexy market. Boston has had so much infighting, it's turned off their own fans. I mean, Bill Simmons <laughs> is ready to drive Kyrie to the airport. And, and Philly has hated each other for a lot of the year, and there's been turmoil there. So I just think there there isn't the the storylines there that is – attracting the casual fans but ultimately i i think the next round is going to be really really compelling in the eastern conference like i can see a lot of those series uh, or both of those series i should say uh yeah, going seven I, games
0: totally agree and you know i'm I'm usually the first guy to say and so the, one of the things i've heard recently is that you know milwaukee better watch out for boston because they've had a cakewalk through the first round whereas boston's really had to. you know it, it's a sweep but they've had to fight a lot of those games and and maybe milwaukee's not going to really see them coming and usually i, I kind of don't buy that stuff but milwaukee's a young team they could you know, they've they've done such a good job this year, best record in the East, and they could have a a little bit of arrogance going in. So I could definitely see that mattering, at least for game one. I would not be surprised to see Boston come in and and, and upset them in the first game of the series in in Milwaukee. But uh, I mean, I I do think Milwaukee is the best team in the East and they're who I would pick go to the finals. But like you said, I I would not be surprised for any of these top four teams to be the the last team standing in the Eastern Conference. Do you guys see the
2: parallel between Milwaukee Boston this year and Toronto Cleveland last year
1: not necessarily I I still feel so even as a Caz fan I I looked really dumb because I I picked Toronto in that series after game one I changed my prediction because it was so clear that Toronto was just mentally broken but I just don't think either of those teams has really proved it enough like Boston just scraped by in seven games last year, and Milwaukee didn't even have a real coach. I I do think Boston has a better chance to beat Milwaukee in the second round than they would if it was the conference finals, because I think Mason made a great point there that Boston's been playing playoff basketball for longer, and they've been fighting for seeding, whereas Milwaukee's had that clinch for a while. They, They have a cakewalk here in the first round, especially with Blake Griffin missing the first two games. I, I do think there's a chance that it, it just throws them off and, and that Boston has a chance to really capitalize there.
0: The point's good. And I, I would think that it, I didn't think about it until you were started talking. But that the fact that the 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 Boston series assuming Milwaukee can come away from that one and and get the win it's a it's not just like a tune up i feel like if they win that one i i wouldn't be surprised if that series against boston goes more games than the next series and that's not a slight to toronto or philly i just think that milwaukee is 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 that good and as long as they kind of have their head head on straight and um you know they've got all their guys playing like like it matters and you know that's that's one of the things with younger teams you have to realize that this is a shot you may, who knows, you might not get it again. And as long as you go into it with that mentality, I I think that they are the best team and, and can get to the finals.
1: Absolutely. And especially like, we know that Kyrie can go out there and win a game in the playoffs. Like, he's really, I've been impressed with him taking the leap. Last two years in Boston have been his highest efficiency. And this year he really seems like he's also added more as a playmaker. He's really getting other guys involved. Those assist numbers are high. Have you seen anything from Kyrie uh, as he's gone into the, his first playoff without LeBron that, that's kind of impressed you, Mason?
0: I mean, I, I've I've been very impressed with with Kyrie, Th- throughout the process i the, the guy <laughs> oh, you're you're saying yeah <laughs> Got... yeah i i i, I mean, i'm i'm am i Ky- i'm a big kyrie fan and i i think that he's really I, I mean i know that some of his biggest fans have also been some of his biggest critics throughout the year in boston but um i i think that he's really uh after kind of a, a rough start to the years at, from a whether you want to cut it a leadership perspective? Or yeah, I think you mentioned this, the, some of the infighting uh, that, that kind of went on. I, I think that they've really kind of come out of that pretty strongly. And it seems like they're picking up steam at the right time. And I, I like you said, I, I, while I like Milwaukee a lot, I, I think that Boston is going to give them a hell of a series. What would you have thought of that series if Depot played? Huh? I mean, so that, I mean, all the, all the games are not all of them, but most of them have been pretty tight and they that's, were really
1: tight. That's, that's why I <laughs> yeah. ask.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a rough position. And I feel like Indiana fans are all asking the exact same, exact same thing. Cause I mean, but I mean, Tyreek Evans is obviously no Victor Oladipo on either end of the floor, but he had, he had a pretty good series himself. And I think that, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that Indiana would have won the series, um, with, with Oladipo but we would still be playing basketball right now at the very least and I think that's probably not a hot take
1: <laughs> no a- absolutely I, I I think that actually had the potential to be a really compelling series but you know injuries happen uh, you, life can get derailed at times and it can be stressful but just because life can be stressful doesn't mean getting life insurance should be that's why there's ethos ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast incredibly affordable and very uncomplicated At GetEthos.com, there are no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, no hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives. It only takes 10 minutes to apply online, and you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family, and in most cases with Ethos, you can have the peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day with no hidden feats. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to getethos.com. That's E T H O S, getethos.com. Getethos.com. How about that for a segue, Mason?
0: I was uh I was typing up something to you off to the side and tell you how nice that was. Well done.
1: <laughs> I fum I was fumbling the snap a little bit there, but then I I, I think I pulled it together. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not not too bad overall. So with um I, I guess we, we have Toronto that took care of Orlando. I'm actually kind of surprised this game was kind of the one exception uh, where Orlando wasn't really able to hang around, but I've been really impressed with the magic. They're, they're not the most efficient offense. In fact, they've been a really poor offense throughout the year, but they just generate a lot of second chance opportunities. And um, they, they've just found a way to really battle. And and I've been surprised by, by how competitive they've been overall.
0: Yeah. Uh, very much agree. And I I think, um, one of the things, I mean, their their defensive length is something that's going to cause problems for a lot of teams. And as a New Orleans guy, I I love the D J Augustin uh, Renaissance here. He's been he's been playing he's <laughs> been playing pretty well, and I don't think anyone really saw saw his kind of series coming. Obviously, game one he was the star, but they've got a lot of fun and, and, and enticing young talent. Um, even with not getting much from, from their first-round pick this year. I, I think they've gone a long way to impress some folks, and I, I think it shows a lot of promise to the future for them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think so, too. I still I laugh, one, with DJ Augustine. Uh, I, I can't believe he's playing as well as he has. It feels like he's been in the league forever. It's also, I just feel there's so many pieces there. Like Jonathan Isaac should not be essentially playing small forward. Like he should be your small ball five. Um, it feels like a team that's starting a lot of guys out of position. Yep. I, I think it actually really says a lot about their coaching staff that they've been able to put together a cohesive team with guys that are a little bit of an awkward fit.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and you look at some of the pieces they've got ne- uh, next year. You've got uh, the trade with Philly for Fultz. Who knows what that can be? And then obviously Bamba as well. That I, There's just a lot of pieces here and they don't really fit together. But, I mean, all you need in this league eventually to have a good team is assets. You've got to have assets, and you've got to be able to turn them into the right pieces that, that make sense. And so, uh, the, I mean, the best the best uh, executives in the league can make that happen, and we'll see if uh, if Toronto can take the correct next steps this summer, because it's going to be a big one for them. I want to f-
1: finish off this episode by going over some predictions here. So the only series that's really in question at this point, unless something ridiculous happens, is Denver-San Antonio. Denver had a, a much, much better game in game four. Uh, Jamal Murray bounced back from a poor performance. It really feels like he's the X factor because you know for the most part what you're getting with Jokic, who's a little bit more assertive, which I, I think he's finally starting to understand that he needs to be that. But Jamal Murray is is the guy, kind of like young Kyrie, where he won't necessarily raise your floor, but he's a ceiling raiser in, in uh, individual playoff games. With that being said, how do you see the the rest of the series kind of unfolding there.
0: It's been impressive to me. And I, and I gotta say, I was, I mean, I, I am a firm believer in, in pop in in any, in any part of the season, regular season, playoffs, even preseason. I don't care that the dude, he he just makes magic happen. That being said, I just, I would, I I would have been very surprised at the start of the series to, to see San Antonio come out on top. I just thought Denver top to bottom is such a, such a strong roster. And at this point, I think it's really anyone series. I, 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 certainly lean towards Denver. I just, I have more confidence in, in their players. Um, I, I think they kind of take it a couple of punches at this point And I, I think they'll get past this series. I don't really know what to expect next round between Portland and whoever wins this series. I think it's anyone's guess. And um, but I, I, I really would be surprised at this point in the three game series to see, uh, to see San Antonio come, come out on top, but I've, I've seen more surprising things from the Spurs, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, nothing surprises me with San Antonio. And personally, I'm rooting for Denver. One, because they're a young team. It feels like they have a future where San Antonio is basically trotting out uh, shooting guard small forward and power forward versions of DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> it's... I, I just, like, that's that's not the future of the league. It's it's amazing that they're able to do what they're doing, but it's not a lot of fun. The other reason is I just feel like the conversation about Denver getting eliminated f- from the playoffs is just going to be nauseating. Like, it's yeah. going to be so mu- many victory laps, and I, I think uh, w- whenever Twitter <laughs> doesn't get an easy victory lap, it's good, because I, I want to see people work for them, not just go the the path of the least resistance. So um, I, I would like to see Denver win it. I don't, they're
0: going to get that with Russell Westbrook anyway. And so may as well not give him too many easy ones. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Let's save it. Let's spread it out for the playoffs so that we're, we're
1: able to go with those low resistance jokes (laughs) one each round. And I, I think Portland uh, Denver would be a really, really fun series as well. Um, So it's, that's definitely what I'm rooting for, but I mean, it's the Spurs. I just can't, I've counted them out way too many times. And the fact that they've, I, I think I saw that this was their best offense that they've had in terms of offensive efficiency, which makes no sense, but uh, pop just seems to be able to move mountains.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, I would, I I'm with you. Like I, I, th- I think that it would be more fun for a Denver Portland series, and and going a step further, I would really love to see Portland get get to that next step too. I mean, I I respect the hell out of what what Dame's done and what that team has done coming back from taking taking a punch in the mouth last year, uh, getting swept when they were the you know they were the three seed, and would, if they can come back and win not just one but two series and get to that Western Conference Finals, no matter who you play, if you're in the Western Conference and get to the Western Conference Finals, that's a hell of a statement. And so I would I would love to see Dame kind of bounce back and and lead his team. To 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 that kind of point after what happened last year.
2: And to do it without Nurkic would be phenomenal. I mean, you just think about what Portland has had to go through without Nurkic and having to have guys like Myers Leonard, Anus Cantor, Zach Collins, try and fill that role effectively by committee. I mean, I had a chance to watch Portland game two, and it was just like lights on fire. They, They just seemed to have it clicking, even without a guy that was such a focal point to their success this year. So I think that they have a chance to get to the Western Conference Finals and possibly give the Warriors a run. Not saying it's going to happen, but right now they're playing the best outside of Golden State and Houston in the West.
1: Oh, I, I completely agree with them peaking at the right time. And as you said, Nurkic was just so important to everything they did. Like he was legitimately their second best player this season because McCollum hasn't exactly had a great year. He's certainly capable of being a great player, but he was so important to everything they did on both ends of the floor. So it, it's really, really been impressive. And I, I, I feel like uh, Denver-Portland, uh, that that's a fairly even series. I could see that going either way but with the other uh potential series. So Philly Toronto, um Milwaukee Boston, Houston Golden State. Which do you feel is the most likely upset uh, out of those three uh potential matchups?
0: Uh man, um I think it's I think it's got to be Philly Toronto. Uh I mean, and I, and I say that again, as I I've said a couple of times in this podcast, I just, I just like Milwaukee's team too much. And I, I even if Boston kind of surprises them and win and wins game one, I just think that team's too complete to, to lose that series. Um, could it happen? <laughs> sure. But um, I, I really think that, you know, Philly, if they come in full strength, Joel Embiid's health is obviously a factor here, but assuming Joel Embiid's healthy, I, I think that they have a pretty decent chance to, to take that series um i guess for toronto it comes down to what we've what we've all known toronto to be can they really get past that hurdle that n- really no one no one really believes them at this point and i think it, the track record kind of backs that up but they've got the talent it's just a question of um you know can they finally get over that hurdle what, what do you think I'm i'm gonna come with a hot take here i think
1: Philly over Toronto is the least likely upset. I think Houston over Golden State is more likely. I do not think Philly has the chemistry. It's actually funny to me that Philly does seem to play a little bit better when Embiid is out. I think Embiid is their best player, but I, I think that that just speaks towards them not figuring out how to play with one another. Um like their their run down the season uh uh last year was all with Embiid out. They they had their best run of the year. Uh, they, they played great in uh game three uh with with him being out. And I just think the the pieces are an awkward fit there and Toronto is really peaking at the right time. They're starting to maximize uh, Marcus Allen and use him more as a playmaker, which I, I think is important, uh, because their their biggest issue had been teams taking away Lowry and DeRozan's uh ability to playmake in the past. And I, I just think that that is the the one I feel the most confident in because I, I know that um, Boston's going to have a good game plan. They have a lot of talent there. I can see Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, Kyrie having a great series and upsetting there. Uh, even though Milwaukee is still my pick to make the finals. I just think my lock in the second round is Toronto over Philly.
0: I respect it. And that, and your, your logic, your logic's the good. I just, I, I think there's, there's no way you can get me to take Toronto over Philly as more likely than golden state over Houston. Um, but, uh, but I, I mean, I, I
1: might, I might be, I might be a glutton for punishment. And <laughs> I, I mean, that is absolutely Greg, make sure you, you mark that time code there because there's a great chance that you guys are going to get to drag me in two weeks And to clarify for everyone. Again, just because I'm a Canadian doesn't mean I'm a Raptors fan <laughs> or a Toronto fan. I hate almost all Toronto sports. I I'm kind of pulling for them a little bit just because of friends and family, but, I'm not saying this as a Raptors fan. I'm I'm just saying this as uh, my analysis and my opinion. So, um, if I'm going to be wrong, I'm going to be loud wrong, and, and that's a fun <laughs> way to live life.
0: Respect it. I just better to be lucky than good at <laughs> times, right? Yeah. I just I don't know. I, I think as we get deeper into the playoffs, if, if we just if, again we're relying a lot on Joel Embiid's health here, which is historically not been the safest of bets. But it's as long as they keep as long as they keep giving their starters more and more minutes together as we get deeper into the playoffs. I, I mean, I don't think Philly is coming out of the East or anything, but I, I, I like that starting group and I, I, I feel good about them. Not, I would still take Toronto in that series, but I would not be surprised at all on an upset. Absolutely. I mean,
1: at this point, I I just kind of want to (laughs) fast forward to the next round. Like as much as there's a mystery, with denver san antonio i i don't really like i'm i don't care that much about it i i'd I'd rather just get to the conclusion i'd rather skip ahead i don't care about spoilers there let's get to the next round let's get to these great matchups because i really do think that this has the potential to be one of the better uh playoff rounds just altogether that we've seen at at least for second rounds i i can't remember any time that's been this compelling
0: yeah, you're, I mean, you're so right, too, because I'm legitimately more excited for this next round than I'm going to be about the conference finals. I say that now, and I feel like I'm going to say that again in a week or two.
1: Well, it, let's be honest. Houston, Golden State is the conference finals in the West, um, and we we still need to find out. Like In, in the East, it, it's I feel like all four teams have flaws, and they're unproven, so I, I just can't say any one matchup is essentially the conference yep. finals with, with any confidence.
0: For sure, yep.
1: I I think that's a good place to wrap it up, though. Um, But before we continue to to project even more and sound really stupid when everything we say (laughs) gets proven wrong. I uh, want to thank all our listeners. Uh, make sure you support the podcast. Uh, tell your friends and family about it. Word of mouth is the best way to grow it. Uh, the other best way to support us is by leaving a review on iTunes. Uh, give us five stars. Support us. If you are already subscribed, unsubscribe, and resubscribe, help cook those books, leave a rating, leave a review, and tell your friends and family about it. So uh, it's been another episode of Blue Wire Buckets. I'm Justin, and uh, for... Uh, my co-host Mason, we are signing off.